This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Across the Airwaves with Lung Talk, presented by Asthma Otago. Tune in the first Wednesday of every month at 12 noon for information on how to better manage breathing problems on Otago Access Radio, 105.4 FM. Good afternoon everyone, it's just afternoon, just ticked over 12 o'clock. Um, and welcome to Lung Talk. I'm Jo Torrance, I'm the community worker with Asthma Otago. Um, today we have got Gillian with us. Um, Gillian is from the National advocacy trust yeah i have to get that right there's quite a few different advocacy um agencies and we'll we're going to specifically be talking to jillian um welcome jillian thank you and uh for those of you who are regular listeners you'll have heard me a few times with various groups so i'm one of the health and disability advocates in dunedin which previously were called patient advocates when they worked for the hospital Mm, there we are say no more um we're going to get right into it because it's quite a uh, it's not a difficult subject, but it's actually got lots of arms to it and things like that. And even the word advocacy, it's mm-hmm. a bit of a mouthful. And for a lot of people who don't um, navigate health or even navigate services, tell us, advocacy, what is that word? Okay. So in our context, context it's got a very specific uh, meaning. It comes from the legislation that we work under, the uh, Health and Disability Commissioners Act. Don't fall asleep, people. Um, Part of the Act creates guidelines called the Code of Rights, and Section 30 of the Act talks about what the role and function and purpose of advocates are. So our form of advocacy is specifically as detailed in legislation, and we have two roles, well, we have many roles, part of which is education um, and networking within the community. But specifically when we're working with people who have received themselves a health or a disability service and they are unhappy with the quality of that service, then under Section 30 we can either support that person to resolve the issue themselves or we represent them. So basically our main function is that we are a complaints resolution service and the advocacy we do is when somebody has received a health or a disability service where they feel one or more of the ten rights in the Code of Right have been breached. Right. So when we talk about a health service, can you be a mm-hmm. wee bit more common it, about that? It's hugely <laughs> broad. I'm really pleased yeah. you asked, Joe, because people think of the traditional doctor, nurse, psychiatrist, physio. It's much, much broader. Anybody who uh, describes themselves as delivering a health service, whether it's paid, whether they are um, qualified, or not, whether they're registered or not, they still come under this legislation. So if I suddenly decide I'm a colour therapist, and Joe, if you wore yellow every Wednesday, <laughs> your insert disease here would be cured. Um, it's a very flippant example, but if I am delivering a health service to you, whether or not I'm qualified or charging you, then I do come under the auspices of this legislation. So it encompasses spiritual healing, um, alternative practices, um, massage, colour therapy as I've said, uh, ambulance drivers, sometimes mobility taxis if they have a specific contract to, for instance, take children to Sarah Cohen School. Um, in, any, yeah. any serv- sometimes uh, beauty practitioners, beauty therapists, um, sometimes 
could be a gym instructor if they're giving um, dietary advice to, to a person that they're a, a trainer for. So it's very broad, and that's part of what I love about the job. It's uh, very difficult to pin it down. <laughs> so people, if you've had a poor experience and you're not sure whether it's covered or not, give us a call. Yeah, that, I was just going to say that's probably the, mm. the easiest thing is um, if you have felt um, uncomfortable with, with some sort of service. Mm-hmm. It's only a phone call, isn't it? And it's just, only yeah, a phone call. And didn't know that they were colour therapists, by the way, <laughs> and you'll never see me in yellow, by the way. <laughs> Wednesday and or not. <laughs> also, Joe, um, if we do, if it's not us, and quite often I start my phone calls. Look, bad news, good news. Bad news, it's not us. Good news. Have you heard of the Asthma Society, yeah, or yeah. have you heard of the Health Integrity Line, or um, have you heard of Disability Community Law Auckland? There are so many different services, and we know most of them. So, mm. if it, if you're not sure, do give us a call. Right. So. Um, how many of you are there? Yeah. <laughs> well, there's currently two, um, and my most recently departed colleague has just gotten into community law. <coughs> Excuse me. So we are recruiting for a third person as we speak, and mm-hmm. we cover from um, Palmerston through to Wanaka. Our boundary is Clinton, so we have advocates in um, Invercargill, Timaru, Christchurch, Nelson, and also Hamilton. Funnily enough, in our South Island team. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> um, that's a lot of a, a lot of area. Mm. Um, yeah, that's. You know, but anyway, I'm sure you're doing a fantastic job. I can't even imagine trying to cover that, that amount of well, area. Well, I'm the stay-at-home advocate. <laughs> As those of you who know me, I'm partially sighted, so I don't drive the roads, but uh, Kim is out there doing all the hard mahi. Yeah. And uh, Palmerston yesterday, Belclutha today. So we do have a presence right through central Otago. Oh, fantastic. Good to hear. Um, what? Um, so who is probably what I want mm-hmm. to say. Who uses your service? I'm just trying to, you know, and you're going to say everybody and anybody, but just sort of, you know, listeners are out there sort of saying, oh, that's probably not me. You know, I haven't, yeah. It's anybody. And so um, the 1st of July was the 26th anniversary of this becoming law. And most of you, if you start looking around anywhere where you go to receive a service, such as a doctor or hospital, you'll see the red poster of the Code of Rights because that's been around for 26 years. Um, And that poster says anybody in New Zealand is entitled to use our service. So you don't have to be a resident. Excuse me. You might just be here on holiday. Um, There is no time frame within which a person has to make a complaint. So it's retrospective. So wow. people can go back to 1 July 1996 and quite often events trigger people in certain ways and they might have decided not to take any further action a few years ago and something else happens and they think actually I'm not happy with that. Um, you also asked who uses our service. Here in uh, Dunedin of course we um, we all cover prison health but we have our own local prison so 420 odd um, people there often double bunked so we do have um, quite a bit of our, our um, workload would be involving prison health which I have to say is an excellent service. Thank you Otago Corrections. <laughs> Um, no, we have really good networks within the community and th- every single person is covered. The, the, the one thing to remember about our service is we cannot work on behalf of third parties. 
So if, if, if a mother rings me concerned about something to do with her 13-year-old son, I have to be instructed by the 13-year-old son. Um, we, we can't work on a, a concerned third party, whether it's a family member or a friend or a staff member for that matter, matter. The law is very clear. We must be instructed by the person who themselves received the service and we can't impose our own judgment. So we're very much a resource that acts on behalf of the person who has received a service that they're unhappy with. So you're in charge, not me. Mm. When it comes to children, what is the what is the uh, cutoff time? What is there the, isn't one, and I'm right. so pleased you asked. <laughs> These are really good questions, Joe. Um, our piece of legislation is is one of those that has absolutely no age limit because it's based on competency. So whether you have a diagnosis of dementia, or um, you're nonverbal for some reason, or you've had a brain injury, or maybe you've had a psychotic break and you're not well at the moment. Um, our legislation believes or states that everybody is competent to some extent. So it might just be to choose what to wear that day or what to have for breakfast. Or you may be fully competent, as hopefully we are, and we can make our own health decisions. If a person's competency is in doubt, then they may well have a power of attorney that gets clinically invoked when they're no longer uh, able to make good health decisions. Or they may have a guardian through the family court. In those situations, we can work with the, the guardian or the power of attorney. So in answer to your question, most recently I um, dealt with an eight-year-old um, who had to give me consent that I could work with his parents on his behalf, and he was very happy for me right. to do that. So was, yeah. it's a very respectful piece of legislation. It assumes that young people can make their own choices, and we've seen some really interesting cases around this with um, things like vaccination within families. Um, um, family planning, you can imagine mm, issues mm. that come up for young people. So we are a very safe service for young people to come to because we're completely confidential and we don't involve their family. And sometimes that can be a criticism that people feel uncomfortable that we don't involve the family, but we go right back to our legal jurisdiction. We must be instructed by the person who received the service, not a third party. Mm, I think a lot of different services could actually look at that and, and that would solve some of the problems that certainly come up. I think this would be a good place to have a wee break. We'll listen to some music. song I wrote, you might want to sing it note for note, don't worry, be happy, in every life we have some trouble, but when you worry you make it double, don't worry, be happy, don't worry, be happy now. Don't worry. 
be happy. The landlord say your rent is late. He may have to litigate. Don't worry. Be happy. Look at me, I'm happy. Don't worry. Be happy. Hey, I give you my phone number. When you worry, call me. I make you happy. Don't worry. Be happy. Ain't got no cash. Ain't got no style. Ain't got no gal to make you smile. But don't worry. Be happy Cause when you're worried your face will frown And that will bring everybody down So don't worry Be happy Don't worry Be happy now Don't worry Be happy Don't worry, be happy. Don't worry, be happy. Don't worry, be happy. Don't worry, don't worry, don't do it. Be happy. Put a smile on your face. Don't bring everybody down like this. Don't worry. It will soon pass, whatever it is. Don't worry, be happy. I'm not worried. Um, welcome back, everyone. That song was just a kind of, you know, um, put us in the mood for, for smiling, which, you know, is always important these days. Um, Joe Torrance here from Asthma Otago. I'm here with Gillian from the National Advocacy Service. Is that right? Yeah. Um, thank you for that. Um, we've just been talking about uh, the service itself, uh, what it encompasses, um, the type of people, or anybody is the answer actually that can access those services. Um, the thing that I want to say now, and we'll have we chat about, is how do you need you need how do you know you need a service? How do you know you need some help? Um, I mean, lots of people. Um, I don't want to say are complainers. I don't want to say it that way. But some people just know the ropes. They know how to navigate. They know what to... Other people just go home and go, well, I didn't feel very comfortable with that or whatever it is. How do you know what you don't know? <laughs> very good question. Um, one of the things we talk about a lot is that 50% of people we say need to heal before they complain and 50% need to complain in order to be able to heal. And you don't know who is in which category. Quite often we will just talk with people and at the end of the call they'll say to us, thank you so much, that's all I needed to do, I don't want to take it any further. Quite often we will say to people, let's put something together, it's entirely up to you if and when you progress that, but you will have captured 
the essence of what's happened and why you feel you need to do something about it. So um, the complaint word, we call it the C word and we try not to use it. I know, it's a horrible word. It's very confrontational, but sadly that's what the legislation says that we are. And the legislation is being reviewed again and after 26 years, that's great. And at this point we have a a new um, health and disability commissioner, a new director of advocacy and our own new chief executive whom I've just met for the first time last week. So there are three key new players and um, I think that that question of uh, language um, hopefully will be looked at. So when people say that they're unhappy, that's the zone we prefer to be in. We see it as grief and resilience work. I mean, really, that's how I frame everything that we do. And we're not here to tell people that they have to complain. We're here to produce options for people between doing nothing and leaving the country, uh, which wasn't so easy up until now. So we give people permission to decide what they want to do and how they want to do it. So we will support them with whatever their decision is, but what we won't do is tell them what to do. And so people will say, is this serious or is this trivial or have you had cases like this before? And we can't answer that because what's trivial to me might be hugely important to you. So we would rather say to people, let's work on a summary of what's happened. You know, I've been to ED six times in the last three months and I've seen four different people and I still don't have a diagnosis. Sorry, ED, I just picked Mm. on you. Um, (laughs) It could have been the dentist or the optician. So that's the summary. And so the issues are frustration, that uh, time is passing, I've still got symptoms, they're not diagnosed, there doesn't seem to be any treatment plan. Uh, You know, I'm scared, I'm worried. So the third part, we've summarised what the concerns are, we've said what the issues are. The most important part for us is what will make this all better for you? What do you need out of a process? If you say to me, I want the new chief executive of um, Health New Zealand sacked, I can't do that. If you say you want $100,000, I can't do that. But if you say that you would like clarification about what the process is, for you to get on the surgical waiting list or that you would like answers to these specific questions about medications you were given when you were being anaesthetised for gout. I don't know if that's what happens. Um, <laughs> if if we, can, we can help you identify. I often say if I had a magic wand, which I don't, and I was waving it and everything was fixed, bearing in mind it has to have happened exactly how it's happened up to now, what does fixed look like? So we work backwards from what people need as an outcome to, to work out where is the best place to get that outcome. It may not be us. Quite often it, it might be um, one of the existing support groups. I've mentioned Auckland Disability Law Centre. They're very good. Um, I'm sure other places are, but they specifically support people who identify with disability. So that's their field of expertise. I've mentioned the Health Integrity Line, which is an 0800 anonymous number. Well, it's not anonymous, obviously, <laughs> otherwise you wouldn't find it. But uh, it's an anonymous service. They don't want your details. They just they, they answer by saying, what's the name of the provider you wish to make a complaint about? So we, we will help people find other ways. Often people say they want to be heard and they want people to know about their their experience but they they fall short of wanting to actually complain 
Um, most organisations have in-house feedback mechanisms, so we will tell them about those as well. And we'll support them to do that if they don't feel able to do it themselves. Mm. Um, is there a cost involved in your service? Oh, thank I know you the answer, asking. but of course I just, yeah. No, the, the three key things about us are we're non-judgmental. We, we don't ever decide somebody's rights have been breached or not. That's a legal finding that we can't do. Our organisation can't do that. That's what the Health and Disability Commissioner, um, their office is there for. So we're non-judgmental, we're confidential and we're free. Um, and we take no action without your instruction. So I can't run off and save the world on your behalf. I can only do what you've charged me with doing. So you drive the process from the start. And therefore, it's contingent on us to give you as much information as possible so that you're going to make good choices. And as I say, a lot of people talk to us, and I'll often say, look, go away and share this information with your friends and family and whanau. Come back to us if you really do want to take this forward, and we'll do that work with you. But right seven of the Code of Rights is about people being able to give informed consent, we don't feel people can make informed consent about making a complaint. If they've never heard of us and they've just talked to us for five minutes, we're not going to launch into a complaint process with them straight away. We want them to understand what we can do, what we can achieve, what the limitations are on what we can achieve, and for them to opt in, that they feel that it's worth putting time and energy into our processes. Mm. So when you're, um, you know, your services are free and some of the actions might be legal, what's the difference between a lawyer who isn't <laughs> free, not by any stretch of the imagination, and you and what you're providing? Do you see where I'm going? Yes, I yeah. do. Well, in New Zealand, we don't have the right to sue. And so if people are after compensation for something that's gone wrong, that's why we have ACC. So anything that's deemed a treatment error, such as a misdiagnosis or a delayed diagnosis or a delayed treatment issue, they're all covered by ACC. So when people say to us, I'm off to get a lawyer, we will say, save your money. Sorry, lawyers who are listening. Um, <laughs> but, but there isn't, they won't be able to achieve anything any different for you than what we can achieve with you for free. So, I mean, that would be, you know, that would be my first phone call would be to you guys. I think so. <laughs> on on four seven nine zero two six five. Yeah. Why would it not be? Absolutely. That's right. Yeah. 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 And, and, and people do talk about wanting to take civil cases and so on. And I mean, I would then say, well, you'll need to go and talk to a lawyer about mm, that. Mm. I'm not aware of any that have, mm. have flown. So mm, no, that's why the legislation was set up. Yeah. No. No. I mean, it's um, you know there are clear boundaries between the two and I'm not suggesting otherwise but um, certainly for the sake of a phone call particularly when we're talking about health mm. it's um, you know a good phone mm. call to make um, sorry just moving on I'm very conscious of the time um, the new health reforms you know we're going to hear a lot about that and we're all very interested about it see where we're going to sit it's not going to be overnight but where do you see are there going to be any improvements or disadvantages in terms of our service there'll be yeah. no, no change whatsoever right. uh, just working out who to address the letters to <laughs> um, and we've, we've sorted that this morning all right. so we um, part of what we do there are two situations where the Health and Disability Commissioner can send work to us and require us to do work on their behalf. And they're very formal um, situations where the provider will know, let's say the provider is a district nurse, um, the provider will know that there's a complaint that has gone to the Commissioner's office and we will get um, requests from the Commissioner to do various 
pieces of work. So in those very formal situations, we need to know who the appropriate people are. So the functions of the health service that we work with won't change. It will just be we will need to know where to direct people's concerns to. So the actual people on the ground aren't changing. It's just it's just it'll be emails and addresses and t- job titles. Right. So, but oh, well, we're just working with know. the same people at yeah, the moment. Yeah. Well, that's mm. great. I mean, and and we are all you know, looking, I'd like to say looking forward to mm. um, any of those reforms and how they reflect back to people, um, certainly with the Asthma mm. Society as well, because we have, have no government contract, we will be fine. But I do know some people that are out there, we're a bit anxious and we're a bit right. nervous about what's going to happen and things like that. So I but, think you know. some of the, the hopes that we all have would be things like waiting lists, that we, we get some national consistency. But, yeah. you know, it's going to have to bed in. Yeah, I absolutely. Mm. Um, I've just been given the the um the cue that we've got to wind things up just before i go um you've got some information about how to access your service and i know that's really really important so i'll just give you the last minute to do that oh look thank you (laughs) so we are based in dunedin we don't give out our address not because we're a secret society but i'm here at the moment so if somebody's banging on the door (laughs) there won't be anybody there Um, but we're in central dunedin you can contact us on 4790265 or 0800 555 050. We're available on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, none of which I use, uh, <laughs> but uh, www.facebook.com slash, or two slashes, NAT Advocacy NZ. Same with Instagram, www.instagram.com slash NAT Advocacy NZ. Twitter, www.twitter.com NAT Advocacy NZ and we have had our own website for many years www.advocacy.org.nz and there's a live chat option available there up till 6 o'clock at night so we're really wanting to engage with people we don't want people out there with um, unresolved issues where we might be able to help them No, that's fabulous. You really are out in the community, which is fantastic. Um, Thank you Gillian on behalf of Asthma Otago um, I, oh, well, I've been given another minute. While I'm just talking to you, I will just mention that as of this week, our asthma groups are up and going. Yoo-hoo! Our medical director has given us permission to return to our community groups. So if um, you've been waiting for that to happen, give us a ring. I'll let you know where they are. They're not at the hospital because going to the hospital is just awful at the moment. So um, once again, Gillian, thank you very much for taking time out to come and share your wealth of knowledge with me. Um, We'll look forward to talking to you next month. Cool. Thank you. Across the Airwaves with Lung Talk, presented by Asthma Otago. Tune in the first Wednesday of every month at 12 noon for information on how to better manage breathing problems on Otago Access Radio, 105.4 FM. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.